So I had a strange customer interaction this week. Go on. This woman came in with her kids. Three kids. Right. And I was chatting to her and it turned out that her kids' names were Feather, Droplet and Brick. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Which is bizarre. But we live in a world where people call their kids Khaleesi, so it's not too weird. I said, just out of curiosity, where did you come up with those names? She goes, it's sort of a family tradition. I just left it at that. And as I was chatting, the one of the little kids came up and said, Mom, why am I called Feather? And the mom said, well, when you were born, we couldn't think of a name for you. And when we were carrying you out of the hospital, Feather dropped down on your head. We thought, perfect, we'll call you Feather. That's what I suppose that's... It's not that weird, Feather. It's fairly normal. And then the other little kid pipes up and says, why am I called Droplet? And Droplet's kind of cute name, I suppose, for a little girl. She said, well, similar, similarly, and we couldn't think of any names, so we walked out of the hospital and it was raining. Some rain fell on your head. Called you Droplet. It makes sense, I suppose. And the little boy the whole time was stood there with a look on his face that said, he's either deep in thought or really needed a shit. And he said, uh, after a long pause, Why am I called Brick? <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, episode 30 of the Comfortably Done podcast. We're back. Me and OJ, that is. Just the two of us. It's just the two of us. But Lewis You is, and I. <laughs> Lewis is sadly no longer with us because he's in Spain. Well, yeah, he's been in Spain. Well, he's back tomorrow. So he managed to do the episode last week. I mean, we could have waited till Monday, really. But sometimes I think it's nice to do episodes where... It's just one less person. Yeah, the dynamics. Different. Yeah, it's always different. Yeah, yeah. Like you and Lewis last time got really rogue. Yeah, cut a few bits <laughs> out. <laughs> this will probably be a lot more highbrow. <laughs> I imagine one of the girls I went said, "What are you going to talk about?" And it's probably it's probably going to be a four-hour debate about <laughs> politics. She said, "I'm not going to listen to it." But uh, yeah, so we've still got Lewis with us, and you know mind and a microphone smell of cigarettes so (laughs) he's kind of like he's with us still (laughs) so because of that we're recording in my bedroom in the neck beard nest in the neck beard nest we got some rgb on oh you should see it if only the listeners could see (laughs) it's just fucking nerd virgin high alert (laughs) so he's got his computer with his rgb fans right and then he's got his RGB LED strips around like the alcoves in his in his room. Mm-hmm. Then he's got his RGB lights. Are they speakers? They're Corsair light bars. Yeah, either side of his fucking one forty four hertz mega display, ultra wide, ultra wide. Yes. And as I walked in today, he's like, "Oh, best turn the fan speed down on computer." And he's got a Corsair Nexus. control bar, yeah. whatever it is. Nexus. And I'm like, what used to get out of that then? Is oh, just the clock. <laughs> <laughs> How much did you pay for it? It was 80 quid. Oh, man. You paid £80 for a clock. Yeah, but I paid, paid it in five installments, so it's not so bad. 
Yeah, I had such high hopes for it, but I very rarely use it. What 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 did when you got it? What did you envisage envisage you'd use it for? I envisaged using it because you can set it as like macro keys. Mm -hmm. So if I swipe to the side, I can open Spotify and Mm -hmm. all that sort of shit. I should have known that I'd never use it because I've got macro keys on my keyboard. And the only macro key I ever use is to make it click (laughs) like a million times as fast as possible. So when I'm playing games and I need to click a lot, I'd press this button (laughs) and it fucking blitz through them. What was it? What was it called in the day with a controller when you could have a rapid fire oh, controller? Rapid fire. Yeah, it's basically, That's what you got, mate. basically that. Yeah, <laughs> rapid fire. Uh, I never use it. I used it. I bought a Corsair headset, and so it was linked to that, so I could change from game mode to music mode to movie mode. How often do you do that? Never, because <laughs> the the headset came with a free subscription to Dolby Atmos. Oh, nice! So I use Dolby Atmos now, which is a separate thing. So. Will you continue to use that? Will you continue to subscribe to that? It's just free with the headphones. Oh, oh, you don't have to subscribe. Oh, it's not. Uh... Yeah, it just when you buy the headphones, you get free Dolby, Dolby Atmos with it. Oh, sick, bro! So I've been using Dolby Atmos, which rent, and I can't, I can't open Dolby Atmos on the thing because it's a Windows app. So I can't get a, I can't find the .exe for it. So I can't put it as a button on here. And I can't get it as a widget, so it's a fucking waste of time. I can check my fan speed. That's what you just did now, turned it all down. That's pretty cool, I suppose. (laughs) What I can describe it like is on the Apple MacBook, they included a bar in that. Yeah. It's similar to that, basically, isn't it? Yeah, it connects to the keyboard through the USB pass-through. And so you can put all your different... I suppose if you were editing or you were doing something... On your computer, like graphic design or something, it might be useful to click through different yeah, workflows. Pretty much. When you're just a, a fucking neckbeard. Just check the time. <laughs> That's all I do is check the time. But I've got two screens, so I can see a clock anyway. But I can change the font of the time. <laughs> so I've got a custom font on there, so that's pretty cool. Oh, I was going to have it in Mandoa, but then I couldn't read it. Well, I've got my Stormtrooper helmet, which I wore today yeah. to work. And he's got his poster that we spoke about on our last episode right above me can i ask why don't you ever get your posters framed because it's too much money and i would have to screw them to the wall instead of because that would look really good framed yeah it would when it was hot weather it kept falling down because the blue tech kept drying yeah it's got a few scratches in it i think you should get it framed bro got a plant water that every day yeah, that is no, a pretty it's plastic. Cool oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just come in and I'll call sword, it. Samurai sword, a Filipino shield, which is pretty cool. And my, I've got my Black Series Star Wars action figures. Out of the case? Yes. How much did that cost you? This was 60 quid. It didn't even come with the case. I had to get a bit more for that, baby. The others were 25. So. Yeah. Pretty sick. They're pretty cool, to be fair. Yeah, so that's that's, that's George's uh, neckbeard nest. Yeah, it's pretty good. He's got, and now he's got a TV. He never used to have a TV, did yeah, you? Yeah, TV at the end of the bed. has been watching Always Sunny when I wake up. What TV brand is that? It's Findlux. Findlux. What the fuck is that brand? Findlux is, uh, Findlux is some company that my granddad said were the best TVs on the market. I don't know where he got that from, but Findlux. he always bought Findlux. 
anyway, the, obviously now he's passed away. He doesn't. He's got no need for a telly. So oh, oh, that's from his gaff, is it? Yeah, that that's one of the many tellies. He had tellies in every room. Finn looks. I've never heard of Finn. Look. Yeah, they don't. You don't even make tellies anymore. They've been bought by another company, and my, my grandma was like. Oh, they've been bought by another company. They're just not the same anymore. But <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It's only 1080p. It's <laughs> standard definition, yeah. man. But I've got a fire stick plugged into it, so. Sick, bro. So that's pretty cool. Anyway, that's my room. I like it. I like being in here. It's, it's comfortable. Spend your life in here, bro. Yeah, I just, I don't know. There's just something about having like a room, a bedroom that's like comfortable. The problem being in Lewis's gaff is the lights are too like white. I suppose they're not blue yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. What is your obsession with like mood? I'd call it mood lighting. Because <laughs> if I was in here on my computer screen, mm. I'd feel like my eyes are straining a little bit because it wouldn't be like. But don't get me wrong. I think there was a time and place for mood lighting. Yeah. Like you've put all those lights down there, and I was like, fucking out. We just we've just hit the Dulux Cinema. <laughs> Boom! It's all about Dolby Atmos. Yeah, <laughs> that's next. I need some speakers. But... THX <laughs> comes up. Uh, um, I just find them relaxing. Yeah, they are like, relaxing. When, when you're sat in someone's living room at four o'clock in the morning chatting shit, and they've got the top yeah, light on, you'd rather it be like this. Yeah, I completely agree. It's like when we're in your basement in yeah, exactly. Leeds, it was like that. That's, cool vibe. That's where my love for Moonlight was born. I remember the first time I took mushrooms, my mate who didn't take any mushrooms fell asleep, so I took his Moonlight, plugged it in to my girlfriend's room. And after that, baby, I just enjoy being in blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, blue. Do you not have any, like any other colours? Oh, like blue. The, the purple, pink, in combination with each other. Why is it a bit green up there? Because... <laughs> Because they're cheap Chinese LEDs and some of them have just faded. So <laughs> if you put it on green, it will all go green. But I've got another roll, but I can't. The problem why, don't, is why don't you get the Philips Hue ones, boy? I looked into it. Every Mate, Amazon, Philips Hue is so expensive. Every Amazon Prime sale, I sit there with it in my basket thinking, do I want to spend 200 quid on Mate, this? how expensive? Like, the, the light bulbs... Aren't they like 50 quid each, 40 quid each? Yeah, and you need to you buy think... a bridge for yeah. them as well. This is a Life X bulb. Oh, okay. That was 39.99. It's mental, mate. Imagine doing your whole house in Philips Hue, yeah, spending 40 so quid a fucking light bulb. Yeah. That's off the head, mate. I wonder if it uses electricity. Well, like now it's switched on at the wall, but I've turned it off on my phone. So it's probably still. And it, it must draw some to, power, It's connected yeah. to Wi-Fi constantly. Must, yeah, so it must draw some power. But. Don't tell your mum. That's the price you. <laughs> yeah, my mum's already pissed off at me with the amount of electricity. Well, she's not pissed off. I know she listens to this, mum, but I know that every time you look at that smart meter and it's in red. The other day she said. There's all this fucking light, man. <laughs> she said to me, uh. So what time did you go to bed last night? I was like, I was up till five o'clock playing. Five a.m.? Yeah, I've fucked. This week is a tale of two halves, but we'll get on to that in a sec. She said, oh, yeah, I knew you were awake. I said, oh, sorry, was I being loud? She goes, no, but I got up to go to the toilet at half four in the morning, and the smart meter was on red, and I knew you must have been up there playing games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, I'm sorry, Mum. <laughs> but I need the other screen to see, you know, 
I think I think it is cheaper at night, but it just like it goes into red. It'd be red shine. because it because you'll be not expected to be using the this high much usage. energy at this time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway, in terms of bedtime this week, uh, Monday till Thursday, I was going to bed at five a.m. Mate, that is insane. What are you doing till five a.m.? I was either playing Mountain Blade Bannerlord because it's fully released, so I've been playing it without mods, without using cheats. Grinding it out normally, so that's good. And Modern Warfare 2 is out, baby. So Have you been playing it? Mate, I've completed the campaign on Veteran already. Yeah, that is insane. That took me two nights. And then Was I'll... it hard? Was it, is, it, is it comparable to a World at War? <laughs> Mate, I had this exact same conversation with a kid at work today. I said, listen, back in my day, they had devil spawn where the enemies kept coming and the grenades kept flying and you had to just keep pushing forward. On this, obviously, it's not like that. Some missions were really hard and you'd get to a checkpoint and then you'd have to, you'd die. Basically, I've seen every fucking death quote because I died a fucking lot (laughs) lot of times. Or like you go into a house and some dude pops up out the floor and you die and like, right, okay, so I know the guy's going to pop up. You clear that room, go into the next room, get fucking shot by someone under a table. (laughs) Okay, I do it all again. So by the end of it, you like, you do it perfectly. It was good fun. I liked it. It was... What is the campaign like? Because I watched an IGN review on it and they were saying it's... Just the same old, same old. Yeah, the standard. Yeah, I mean, you still standard. Like the campaign just follows like a standard format that all previous campaigns before it have been. Yeah, missions have all feel fairly similar. Yeah, you're still shooting a woman who grabs a gun. You know what I mean? Like that's still in it. And they added some new mechanics, which I thought were fucking bullshit. Yeah, is this like the backpack? Oh, the backpack was good, I thought. Cause yeah, because I mean, so, that's only in certain missions, isn't it? Yeah. And they said it would have been better if they had an every single every mission. mission. The, pit, the bit that pissed me off the most is on some missions, you have to find items in the level to craft. Yeah, so that's that's the one where you got to escape and you're injured. Yeah. They were kicked off on that one as well, because they were like, you can't run or anything. And it's just like... Yeah, they're like stealth missions. You've got to craft, like, to pry something open... You have to find a piece of metal and some what some wire, and it's it's fairly cool, I suppose. But in the last mission, and maybe this is a spoiler, I won't spoil exactly what happens. But you have to defuse a missile. You ain't got any guns, and you've got to run around with this fucking hold in this case, and then you have to like do the sequence without getting caught in this like room, and you have to make things so. You can fucking smoke the guys or whatever. And then once you defuse the missile, you have to find a weapon to take out the guys. You have to go, like, pry this thing open, but the more you do it, the more they hear you. And then you got to fucking... You find a box cutter, and then you have to... And the bit that pissed me off the most about it is that when it gets to the final cutscene, Soap McTavish is there with a fucking knife on him. That he's had the whole fucking time and you all these missions, you don't have a fucking knife on you. You can't go up and snap people into snakes or anything. You can't do takedowns. You have to go craft shit and find a box oh, cutter. Oh, that's crap. That was annoying. I wish they'd taken that stuff out. But apart from that, some of the missions were really slick and they were really cool. Yeah. Apparently there's a few throwback missions like wet work. You know, there's a ship one. Yeah. And there's one that's a bit like all gillied up, but it's not. You've got to hide in the grass and stuff. Yeah, and people like walking past you. That that was all right. Yeah, and they just give you all these options to do stuff. But the reality is, like when you're playing on veteran, there's just 
you know one way to do all of it the wet work mission was cool because as the ship is moving in yeah, the, the storm the containers, containers are moving, yeah. are moving so it's, it's like dynamic cover yeah 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 exactly there's an achievement where you have to climb you have to go 90 meters without touching the floor but there's no chance i'm doing that on veteran i'll go back and do those on are easy. you gonna try and complete all the yeah achievements so I've, I've platinumed every other call of duty i've played <laughs> i've platinum once one and that's only because my mate had a jailbreak on PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> mate, some of them are hard. But what annoys me about Call of Duty is each year, each developer brings something new to the table. So World, the last one, the World War II, World War Two Vanguard was fucking shit. Like that was woke bullshit, and the campaign sucked. Because that's Sledgehammer games. Yeah, it? Sledgehammer yeah. always. They keep it. on fucking it, yeah. They're they the do. ugly duckling of the trio. Yeah. They're not cod heritage, mate. They're the brick. <laughs> <laughs> but in Cold War, you could create your own character, sort of, and you could choose loadouts, I think. Maybe that's another Black Ops. And so I don't know why they don't just carry that through every campaign, because some missions they give you guns that are no good for the mission, really. So you end up having to pick something else up. But I like to role play anything where well, you, you guys going to use this certain gun. Ah, I mean, it doesn't fucking matter. I try to play the Spec Ops missions. The Spec Ops missions are pretty cool. But the, it's so buggy that every time you start a game, your key binds reset to the default. Hmm. So you get into the heat of battle and you try and like go prone and then you fucking oh, do something else. Shit. So you have to sit there whilst the other guy's fucking steaming through the mission shooting everybody. Well, hear me out on this one. I was talking, I was there playing golf with a friend the other day and we were talking about escape from tarkov and he was saying me how good it was and how he's addicted to it then he was telling me call of duty are doing a similar thing called dmz oh yeah it's part of warzone oh yeah so i've just started downloading warzone november the 16th it comes out nice i think it's november the 16th surely this is the new warzone though yeah warzone 2.0 yeah 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 but it's a game mode as part of Warzone. Oh, okay. So you'll have normal Battle Royale, and then you have this DMZ game mode where it's like Escape from Tarkov. So you've got to go and... Uh, I, don't, I haven't really done a lot of reading, but I think the premise is you've got to you've got bots in the game. Mm. So Escape from Tarkov, you have bots, and then you have scavs. They're called scavs. Scavs, basically. yeah. But then you can also have player scavs, okay. as I understand it. And sort of your... The whole purpose of it is almost like Battle Royale, but you've got to pick up and find stuff throughout the map and then take it to an extraction zone. Mm. And so Call of Duty are doing basically a similar thing. Okay. I think that's going to be sick. It is going to be sick, but you have to, if you have to fucking find materials like I was doing in the campaign, I ain't going to be happy. <laughs> it'll be something like that, but they're obviously it'll be part of a progression system. Yeah, and I suppose the backpack system makes sense, actually. So um, I think that's going to be sick. So I, I've been downloading, I've got Battle.net and I've started downloading Warzone. Nice. So be ready for that. Are you going to get out. the multiplayer? It's pretty fun. Yeah. I think out of all of the recent CODs, I think I'd probably more enjoy this multiplayer because they've got, fuck it, they've got rid of like slide cancelling mm. and all the crazy movement stuff, which I'm not going to like spend like, when I was 16 years of age, like, yeah, you know, spending hours on Call of Duty, like, knowing all the maps. Mm. Like, I can imagine the kids of today on the previous Call of Duty have spent ages learning how to slide cancel. It's a bit like building in Fortnite. 
Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. All these kids have just got these slick ass movement. Mm. And there's like me, who's not going to put, I've now turned into like the 40 year old dad of Call of Duty where <laughs> yeah. they just don't put that much time into it. You just want to spend a bit of time when you've got a free time to do it. So I think the movement of this game probably is a bit better in that regard. And so it'd be more like COD 4 mm. or the original Modern Warfare 2. But it's 60 quid. Plus 25 quid if you want the soap skin. <laughs> yeah. Which I bought. Oh, mate. I thought I fucking buy in the premium edition. And then when I went to play multiplayer, I was like, I kind of want to play a soap. So <laughs> 25 quid, baby. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, 60 quid. You can still How? slide, you know? And you can fucking yeah, dolphin I'm, dive again. Yeah, but you can't slide cancel. No, you can't. No. And you can't shoot when you slide either, can you? No. So, you know. People go around corners now are no longer sliding, slide, cancel, shoot. Yeah. They're more like, it's more like they're going to jump around corners and stuff yeah. like that. That's what I've seen so far. But like I said, 60 quid and how often would I play it? I've got next week off, so I'm going to be fucking boshing oh, it. Oh, mate. <laughs> There's just loads of little cool features. Like if you, when you switch to a sidearm, instead of just the, your gun disappearing, he holds the gun in one hand and like pulls the pistol up with the other. There's just like cool little nuances which are quite cool. Is that in multiplayer as well? Yeah, I, I think so. I've been using a shotty as my secondary. Why? Because I fucking love it, mate. Oh, mate. Some like people say this like, one should encounters. never be in multiplayer games. They're high risk, high reward guns though, because they're no good at range. But when you're up close and personal, there's no great satisfaction than fucking. Pumping a motherfucker. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love it. I've not played too much of it because then on Friday night I decided to make a change. So when I got home, I went straight to bed, asleep by 12, awake at 10. Nice. Yeah. Last night, got home, thought, hmm, get an extra hour. But I went straight to bed and I was asleep before one o'clock. And I woke up at half eight this morning. Nice. I bet you feel refreshed. Man, I made an espresso. I made myself some breakfast. And I felt good all day. See, you know mate. What, you know what I'm going to do tonight? Stay up till I five. I ain't going to go to sleep, baby. <laughs> no, I'm going to get an early night again. I'm going to be asleep by 12. Oh, yeah. No, you're not going to work tomorrow, though. No, no, but what I've realized. You could, if you went to bed at a reasonable time, you could get up early tomorrow and then bosh all day. Yeah, exactly. So, and now that it's getting dark as well, it's really depressing waking up at three o'clock, having two hours of sunlight. Oh, and the clocks go back today. I went back last night, boy. Now Lewis isn't here, I think this is the perfect time. No offence, Lewis, we love you, but you're out of your depth on this one. <laughs> and that is the current political climate. What was that to do with being hacked? Because Liz Truss's phone was hacked. Was it? Yes. When what? did that come out of the news? I haven't said that. It came out this week. What day? It was hacked back when she was Home Secretary. Or something. No, this no. isn't Liz Truss. Yes, it was. So nudies got leaked. No. <laughs> no. Well, was this not um, the new Secretary? Who's. Zuella Braverman. Yes. She, she leaked stuff to the papers, didn't she? Or she, well, spoke, she, she spoke about... She apparently leaked stuff four years ago. And recently she stepped down under this is Liz Truss's premiership. She stood down because she'd sent confidential this is it. stuff on her, I assume, her Hotmail or whatever. <laughs> personally, just... MI5 shit. Yeah, so you had a brave minute at Hotmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> 
S Braverman 420XX69. <laughs> nice. Yeah, send a <laughs> leaking. Oh, I don't know. Shit, that was done. But anyway, so I'm correct in thinking we're on our fifth prime minister. Probably, mate. In six years. Let's go through them. So David Cameron. Yeah. Theresa May. Yeah. Boris Johnson. Bojo. Liz Truss. Yeah. And now Rishi, Rishi. Sunak. Yeah. Five. In five, five or six years. Yeah. Which is a bit One of a year. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a shameful display. It's shocking, bro. Do you know what I think? People are calling us the new Italy because our economy is in turmoil and we can't keep a prime minister for more than a year. <laughs> <laughs> Even the Italians are laughing at us. It's not good. It's not. It's not looking good, bruv. So, where 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 do we even start? Like, can we, can we start with the hacked first? Oh, she was just hacked. Her phone got hacked. What got leaked? Well, nothing got leaked. The Russians hacked it. Oh, did they? And Boris Johnson said not. He suppressed it. Basically, he didn't want it come to light. But Wait, this is interesting. It got hacked, so it was compromised so badly that her phone had to be put in a secure locker. Am I five? Fuck. Yeah, like um, like a year's worth of conversations, messages between... Hey, bro, that is mad. Yeah, her and Kamikaze Cortain. Hey, mate, Putin, release that yeah. shit, bro. Hey, this is mad. Yeah. Oh, was, did she have a guy phone? I'm not sure what phone she had, but... That's fucking scary she shit, bro. She use. I don't know what she clicked on. She can't even get cool curses on a phone, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, she might not have to click on anything. I mean, there was certain a while ago. There were certain security holes or exploits mm. where it would just send a text message to someone, and you could gain access to someone's phone. Yeah, it's easily done. I mean, Russia launched major cyber attacks all the time. Apparently, Ukraine since two thousand fourteen has suffered cyber yeah. attacks every day. <laughs> Yeah, they they used to hit for ages, for years they've been doing. On Wired magazine, did like an article like years ago about the blackouts they've had mm. because Russia's just constantly hacking them. Bank banks going down, like energy infrastructure going down. Literally oh, blackouts because of being hacked. It's mad. Now they're just bombing them. <laughs> like yeah. I was reading, watching the news last night, and Russia have like been targeting power stations with cruise missiles. Trying to cause a humanitarian crisis. Shit, son. Which I've recently learned is a, causing a humanitarian crisis is apparently a, a tactic that a lot of countries are weighing up as an option. I suppose it's relatively inexpensive. Yeah. Compared just, to like all out war. Yeah. So it's probably a bit like medieval times where you surrounded a castle mm. and then don't bother attacking it. Just wait until the food runs out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and everybody just surrenders. Yeah, that's exactly that. So I first learned about it, this guy, I forget his name on YouTube, but he was talking about what a Russian first strike, nuclear first strike will look like on a UK. What he was saying was that the idea of just like launching all your arsenal everywhere was not really part of the playbook. That's like a last resort. And he said that Russia it would try, a potential tactic would be to cause a humanitarian crisis in the UK to divert, to divert resources away from Ukraine because all the other countries would have to go and help them. So they would like attack certain military positions, they would t attack data centers because 
data centers control everything and they would attack shipping ports basically but they'd leave the channel tunnel open so france could send stuff basically some with ground burst weapons some with air burst weapons to either make it radioactive or not radioactive basically and what it would do is it would it would injure like a million people or whatever which would overload the nhs we wouldn't be able to get any a lot of resources in because of the shipping containers are gone or whatever what about the blitz spirit though bruh <laughs> yeah the blitz spirit is an interesting mm-hmm. one like i don't know if today people would have the same never in a million spirit. years mate all you have to do see what happened was during covid and toilet rolls go like there's no tomorrow exactly it's people, toilet rolls mate yeah, you know what i mean people be hoarding all sorts of yeah because the people are just yeah. everyone's for themselves yeah so i don't think that would go down very well and once people's internet's gone You've got all these TikTok addicts fucking trying to get their fix. <laughs> you know, that's not going to be any good for anybody. You know what I mean? Zombies roaming the streets. You know, what would what would any of us do? The first thing I do when I don't know how to do something is to look on YouTube. Luckily, I've watched a lot of survival videos, so oh, maybe no. I'd be okay, but I don't think I would be okay. And how would I get a tent? Because Amazon's not going to be fucking <laughs> delivering, are they? <laughs> You know, I'm trying to think about that one scouts trip I went on. <laughs> I was telling left early because I didn't like it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not going to survive very long. I don't think it's going to happen because we've got nuclear weapons as well. But I don't know. It just seems to be escalating. So anyway, they've been bombing the infrastructure, trying to cause a humanitarian crisis. So that's happening over in Ukraine, and then in our country, interest rates are really high. People can't afford their mortgages. People can't afford their mortgages. I did a mortgage calculator the other day and they offered me almost £25,000 less than they did six months ago. It's fucking bad, bro. I was just talking, the same person I was talking about golfing with, he has had a mortgage for years now, different houses, and then I said, how would you get on with these increased interest rates? And I think his fixed term interest rates are come to an end next year. Mm. And here's like, it's going to be quite tough. It is tough. And what pisses me off, and you'll be proud of me for this, <laughs> okay, is people keep saying, <laughs> oh, you just got to cut your cloth accordingly. How can you not afford this? How can you just got to live within your means? Blah, 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 blah. Now, I'm fully aware that there are people out there that spend money on shit they don't need. I'm sitting here yeah, with a load of shit behind <laughs> me that I don't need. You know what I mean? This fucking Captain Rex, 60 quid. That could have fed my family for three weeks, <laughs> four weeks, you know what I mean? If I bought a load of mince and onions, you know, yeah. it makes do. So I know that now I'm going to have to cut back. Are you? Well, I've bought everything now. Yeah, but you, you, your disposal income's not really changing. Nah, it's not. But You're in a fortunate position. I am in a fortunate position, but I also don't own a house. I ain't got a mortgage. I contribute to the bills here, and that's about it. Yes. But everything is more expensive. Fuel is more expensive. I, f- I mean, the fucking buying that car was probably a silly idea because it's... Yeah, mate, it's not, it's not going to be efficient <laughs> on fuel, is it? <laughs> no, but when the nuclear holocaust comes, I want to be cruising <laughs> in a whip. <laughs> you know what I mean? To be able to get the roof down, yeah, exactly. get MP5 out. You don't need a window, fucking get out the window, mate. Perfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I don't want to... Oh, we, can, we can load up a uh, M60 and a tripod out the back as well. Exactly. Like perfect. they do in Africa on the, you know, on the 4x4 <laughs> on four the trucks. Toyotas, yeah. Yeah, we'll just get it on, your, on, on, on the, the A3. <laughs> yeah, the possibilities are endless. I'm just thinking about the future. 
but the way you got it, and you know, obviously people think, oh, poor people, they just spend all their money on cigarettes and alcohol and <laughs> fake nails and getting their hair done and that. Yes, you're probably not going to be able to do that anymore. Cut your cloth accordingly. I agree. But what frustrates me is that they generalize everybody as being frivolous with their money. But what, what you don't understand is that a lot of people, they live on the breadline, so to speak is because they're just scraping by because thing there's a lot of things that are expensive. So if you have a mortgage because you couldn't afford to buy a home outright, which is what most people's position are in, you need a car to go to work, so maybe you had to, you know, you had to take out a loan to get a car to get a job. You know, there's you've got a family, kids need clothes and food, you need food. So if your mortgage goes up by X amount, Fuel's gone up by X amount. The food's gone up by X amount. And your savings are worth less. Not that you've probably got much savings. Two reasons you probably couldn't afford to put anything in savings. And second of all, low interest rates have encouraged people not to have savings over the last however many years. You're being hit by a fucking whammy of... Ma- oh, and energy, of course, yeah. the big one. Being squeezed, bro. Yeah, you've been... From, sque- all, yeah. from all corners. Exactly. So it's like, okay, even if I cut... Even if I was a person that spunked a load of money on buying loads of fags, vodka, and acrylic nails every week, <laughs> even if I cut that all out, is that going to compensate for the increase in everything? Now, I, at the same time, I am sceptical when I see reports of people shoplifting to get by. I think, yeah, but what are they shoplifting? If they're shoplifting a loaf of bread or a bag of potatoes or some rice, then I can understand that. But if they go and stealing fucking Jaff cakes and Kit Kats, then that's just that's just looting. That's not survival. <laughs> you're not going to fucking survive on that. So come on, let's be real about it. I saw another thing about people feeling that they can't go to work because they've got personal hygiene poverty. And that's what my sister was talking about today. Yeah, they can't afford soap and deodorant. It was about fearing the embarrassment mm. of going to work and smelling. Yeah. You can't, because what they were saying is that that's the first thing to go. Really? Is your shampoo, soap, because it's not a necessity. You'd rather buy food mm. than buy soap. I know, but, but that means you're going to smell. There's hardly any money. Yeah, but when, you, when, you, when, it's, when, it's, <laughs> when it's the fine margins. It all adds up, doesn't it? If you had, if you, if you stop buying your soap, your shampoo, conditioner, mm. sh- shower gel, and then deodorant, that adds up a fair bit. It does, but you don't need all that stuff. You just need a bar of Dove. Well, that's it, exactly. That's not even Dove. Okay, you just yeah. get some off-brand fucking soap. It's like twenty p. It's not that expensive. Yeah, but it's not antiperspirant, though, is it? How long? Is it? How's a, how long? If you if you washed yourself with soap mm. and didn't put deodorant on. Yeah. Do you reckon you wouldn't smell? You f- you'd stink, mate, at work. Because it's not an antiperspirant, it's just, it's just something to clean you out of pits. Yeah, so you, you get that initial stench off you, but it depends what job you're doing. These, you know, people sat in an office, are you sweating that much? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You're not, obviously, not, not compared to someone who's doing manual labour, you're not going to physically sweat like, on your back or your legs, but your armpits definitely get proper stinky. Yeah, it gets, yeah. Maybe I'm going to try... You can't help but sweat, can you? Yeah, I know, but I just think, yeah, but the smell is a build-up of bacteria. I don't think you smell straight away from sweating. I'm telling you right now, I've, I had to change deodorant 
antiperspirant <laughs> because at some points I was coming home and like, poor my pissed mouth. <laughs> people, people used to go to school and get bo. Yeah, because they fucking day. wash, mate. No, it's not. They did wash. It was wash. always a fat cunt that stank because he hadn't washed his... <laughs> probably, it's, it's actually probably those people whose parents probably didn't buy but, antiperspirant. Yeah. And probably oh. just said, I'll oh, have a shower in the morning with soap. Yeah, but I don't think they showered in the morning oh, with or without know. soap. Some kids that stank didn't have to stink. But their parents didn't look after them very Yeah, well. I do agree with that. Or wash their clothes. There's no excuse for it. Even if you have to go lie in a cold bath, I would rather... Or go outside and hose yourself down, man. I still think hosing yourself down would get rid of the uh, initial smell. Off, yeah. yeah, but yeah. over the course of a day, you would start to smell again. By the end of the day, you'd smell. You, you would. By the afternoon. But I, I think you could severely limit that by just showering every day with cheap soap. Yeah, probably, yeah. Well, like I said, in the morning, it. you would smell all right, but by the afternoon, you'd smell dodgy. However... I don't think it would prevent me from going to work. Yeah. You gotta, you I'll just take the hit. I'll just, be, I'll just say, yeah, I'm that smelly guy. I think that although... And obviously, I think with sanitary products, obviously, they are more expensive. I, I agree that that's a whole, you know, different subject. But I think you can afford... I think everybody can make a sacrifice and afford a cheap bar of soap. So I think that's nonsense. I think a lot of people... This is what pisses one side off, is that they... There are issues. Then you have people that take liberties with those issues. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there. Maybe this is a skeptic in me, but you know there'd be plenty of people saying, "I can't come into work today. I can't afford deodorant." And then what are you going to say to them? Oh, okay, fine. Well, I don't think it would stand in work anyway. Nah, but you pe- can never use that excuse. I don't think any boss is saying. I think you can't the- come into work because you got you, you smell. <laughs> yeah, a good you- boss will probably say, "Well, oh, here's a stick of deodorant." They you, well. Yes, exactly. But I think in definitely in the public sector, you could say I'm suffering from hygiene poverty, no, and then you want to go because that's just what these probably people call in sick instead of saying hygiene poverty. I don't think they admit they're not coming to work because they're going to smell. No, I know, but some. And I wonder how many people that really is. How, how much? Because what it was an article, wasn't it? Because my sister must have read it. Yeah. But I wonder what what the percentage of people are saying that. You know, it could be just like one or two people, couldn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's just the media making everybody scared about what's coming. But, you know, it, it, it is hard to get. And again, with the people saying that people are shoplifting, like, they're, just, they're using it as a way to attack the government constantly about austerity. And when I was in Birmingham a couple of weeks ago, it was the same day as the Tory conference, believe it or not. Which made sense because not only was there anti-government posters up everywhere, there was also, like, I saw a convoy of like four police motorbikes and a Range Rover <laughs> stopping traffic and flying. I was like, I wonder who that is. Little did I know, toy conference was on. And there was these posters everywhere. And I've seen the adverts on Reddit as well from Shelter, which is like a, I assume, mainly a homeless person charity. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. But the crux of the adverts are like one side will say, cost of living crisis hack number 42. Put an extra jumper on. And then it'll say, like, hack number 53, cancel your Netflix subscription. And then the next bit is, like, just black, and it says, or the government could help or reduce the energy costs or whatever. There's, like, an attack on the last bit. And I looked at it, and I thought, I can understand people's frustration, but what is wrong with putting on another jumper? What is wrong with cancelling your Netflix subscription? I think... 
the Netflix is the Netflix can't see your Netflix subscription is probably not a thing, but putting on the jumper. The point is, I think, why should it have to get to that? No, I agree. But why should it ever we, we live in a supposedly first world country, mm. right? Developed country, and people having to put on an extra jumper because they can't afford their heating. Mm. That's like going back to the 50s when people couldn't heat their houses. Exactly. Right? But yeah. we've society's meant to move forward. Mm. We're going backwards. We are. And I'm glad you've said that because this is kind of the crux of what I wanted to get to. Like, where are we heading? What is happening? I think we've become complacent and we've sort of stumbled through thinking, we're in the future now, baby. We don't have to worry about any of these things. But what the last five years... And I guess, in a sense, since 2008, when the, the last recession was, if you look into what's happening, it becomes abundantly clear that the society in which we operate is so fragile, really, and that we take all these things for granted. But the reality is that these things that we just take for granted, or that's our human right, or that's just the way things are, actually exist from a very unstable situation of global affairs so 2008 banking crisis happened everything went to fucking tits we had to go through austerity austerity controversial there are reports saying that there are a certain amount of deaths attributed to austerity but whether that's you know and did you and did we have to go for austerity yes yeah, so world war Two happened yeah we we're in a crisis then but they, did, they didn't really go for austerity. Actually, the government pumped loads of money. Public debt was the highest it's ever been. Mm. And we're still going. Austerity is just reducing public spending to try and reduce the national debt. Yeah, exactly. So things were going fairly well. So I'll tell you what an alternative to austerity is. Why don't you tax the uber-rich? To be able to, <laughs> instead of squeezing everybody, you don't have to increase your national debt because you get more from income tax. How much does the top 1% of this country, top 1% of earners pay total income tax in this country, do you know? No idea. 26%. Oh, sorry, I was in the percentage. I thought you meant as in actually like... In A the figure, 26%. The top 10% pay over 60% of the total income tax. So they already pay most of the burden. But that's not the people I'm talking about. What people I'm talking talk about, about billionaires, millionaires, whose, <laughs> whose income is they're not receiving from a job. Their capital's tied up in stocks or yeah. shares. Mm. You're Elon Musk. I know this is America, but Elon Musk's of the world. Mm. People who... Uh, Warren Buffett says it all the time. He says, I pay less income tax. They're my secretary. Yeah, he's one of the richest people <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Because he may, doesn't have any income. A lot of these people, they borrow money based on their shares. So their shares mm. are like a, an asset capital. A lot and of so these people's loan money. wealth are theoretical, though. Yeah, but... Like if Mark Zuckerberg went to the bank and said, I want 26 billion quid... Yeah, they they say no because you don't have twenty. No, they no, they do. That's how a lot of these. That's why they don't pay a lot of money. So Elon Musk mm. will get a loan for millions of pounds. Yeah, because it'll be against his shares. Yeah, and the bank will loan him. Oh, that. okay. Yeah, I suppose it's a loan at 
an interest rate, but his shares will go up in value by such amount, the interest rate won't matter. Yeah. And so they never pay yeah. income tax. They don't pay income tax. They don't pay any tax. Know, but they, they and the are... more rich you are, the more you can afford to hide your money. I know, but they spend money elsewhere in the economy that other people don't. But do they, though? Of course they do. But apart from if you buy a helicopter, there's no VAT on helicopters <laughs> in this country. <laughs> and Believe it or not. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, the, the amount they're spending is never going to be enough to cover public debt or national debt or anything like that. No, but even if you took all of their money, it still wouldn't help that much. It would, though. I know you won't like this, but Jamie Corbyn had his plan of how you would fucking how you could tax uh, the uber-rich, because it's not even taxing just people who earn 200000 500000 those, those people probably pay enough tax, right? Mm. You need to ta- tax these people who are multi-millionaires, multi-billionaires. I... 1% of them own, was it 1% own, like, nine, 99? Or was it? I've forgotten the stat on it. I've forgotten the, the world's yes, wealth. They do, yeah, I know. Inequality is the, the greatest it's ever been. Yeah, That's but, the biggest issue in the world today, is inequality. But it only seems massively in, unequal because they have such vast wealth. Yeah. But I don't, know if, I don't see that as a massive problem. There just seems to be a few people that have loads of money, and that's just the way it is. But, yeah, but they don't need it. all that money. Oh. They don't need to be billionaire. Like... They, if they were taxed just two billion of their hundred billion, that fucking means nothing to them, doesn't it? But it would do a lot well, if you did it to all the billionaires. Yeah, but then would there be no billionaires? No, oh, they would right, be because you you're only taking two billion for, out of a hundred billion. For argument's sake, I once worked out if you took all the money from the top ten companies in America and distributed it, distributed it evenly to all the Americans. You'd only get like eight grand each. But it's not about you, but you don't want to give. Also, I don't ever believe in that because I wouldn't want to give each individual eight grand. But not everybody needs eight grand. No, they don't. That is what redistribution of wealth is. That's what old, the old Corbynite wants to do. No, but I don't think he wants to give everybody eight, eight grand. Redistribution of wealth. He'd want the lowest people, people who don't have the money, he'd give it. To, to have enough to live a quote-unquote normal lifestyle in the uk true but in that scenario it you won't have amazon anymore you won't have microsoft anymore you won't have twitter facebook you definitely would you won't have nestle you no Mars bars. no because you took all their money no, you no, no, seized you all their assets to, yeah but the point is you don't need to take all their money a, a couple percent well to be honest i don't i, I don't believe in increasing corporation tax to be honest that's not one of my arguments mm. my arguments is taking a lot off these uber wealthy people it would do a lot a lot a lot for the national debt for everyone well, let's put it this way the other day when Kamikaze Cortain his name is Quasi Cortain by the way for people who are wondering his name is not actually Kamikaze because he fucking sunk the pan so hard he <laughs> that's why I call it him but the pension funds were <laughs> Uh, it's really hard to wrap my head around, but it's something called gilts or something like that. Gilts. Gilts, yeah. G-I-L-T-S. Yeah, so they... Like bonds. Yeah, gilts. They had to put up collateral. Because the pound was crashing, people kept selling their money. They had to buy more and more gilts. What are they called? Gilts, yeah. Yeah. 
and they had to keep putting up more and more collateral. And it got to the point where they would have to have put up fifty billion pounds collateral. Never mind the rest of it, just the collateral. Um, and that's when the Bank of England stepped in. So fifty billion quid of collateral just to help fucking pay for something. That number is outrageously large. Fifty billion. Yeah. It's not yeah, but there's people who are whose wealth are fifty times that. And there's nobody that's got five hundred billion quid. Fucking bollocks. It's got to be near if someone's got 200 billion. Uh, Go on, look at the rich list now, out. George. I don't think that's 500 billion, but it'll be fucking high. Number one, Elon Musk. Oh, fucking hell, net worth 219 billion. Yes, mate. Shit. <laughs> I don't think you uh, realise how wealthy people are in the world, George. I stand corrected. <laughs> it's not 500 billion, but it's definitely yeah, in the 200s, mate. I suppose. But his has gone down now, so it don't matter. Jeff Bezos, 171 billion. Yes, mate. Bill Gates, 129 billion. So I think they billion. can afford to give 10 billion each. Oh, mate. There you go. That, 10 billion each of the top five people. We've got, we've sorted, mate. The pensions are fine, but obviously they're not all UK. Well, none of them are, will be. But nah, hardly any. I don't think it, the UK person, like maybe James Dyson's maybe the richest person in Let's the UK. Let's see. How far do we have to scroll down till we find someone from the UK? Oh, the UK is... Oh, no. Here we go. So you could give James Ratcliffe. Oh, James Ratcliffe. He's only got 16.3 billion. So With... you could afford to stump up free. Yeah, give and us, it wouldn't matter to him, would it? Give us three billion. What, what's three billion to him? What's six? What's he going to do with six billion? You could, you could buy a fucking lot with sixteen billion. Yeah, you could. Okay, well, this brings me on to my next part. Then, the UK is the only G seven country not to recover economically from COVID. Really? We've not seen any. Growth. I think biggest probably is Brexit is the biggest issue that people are citing. Fucking here we go. <laughs> Trading, Brexit. but not, not that we traded much anyway. But Bre- I hate him. Trade it. barriers, mate. It's not I hate. Good. I don't like to miss it, OJ. But yes, Brexit has had some financial yeah. consequences for. Yeah, the well, it's always, it always was going to do. But I don't think you can look at Brexit in the short term, to be honest, because it's a long term play, isn't it? I think However, it's all come at the wrong time. <laughs> it has. I think the Remain campaign developed COVID nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> And they've released it. You know, just as you said that, just to derail it slightly, this is a really conspiracy theory ass, right? But it all just seems to flow so well. I feel like COVID, like China, Russia, all these countries have clubbed together, thought, how can we get an advantage on the West now? Mm. I feel like they've got together and China thought, right, we'll create a pandemic first. Really fucking swizz everyone. Yeah. And then you invade ukraine and then create an energy crisis exactly and we'll hammer everybody from every angle and then we'll get an advantage on the west they'll be fucked yeah we'll be flying we should not really work though because i think china are in a bit of a mess as well at the minute well yeah their economy is not doing as well as predicted but their economy is very volatile whereas the west's economy tends to be more stable even though they see more growth than us but i bet you it's the chinese that blocked the suez canal as well <laughs> you reckon i reckon it was them because <laughs> that caused <laughs> no end of drama mate, how mad is it like it could be all the work of states you mate. have to wait eight weeks fucking patio set 
Bullshit. <laughs> we live in a Western first world country. Bullshit. Hey, so the supply chains are fucked already, mate. Covid yeah. comes around, fucks it even, even more. more. And uh, you know, this country, we did bail a lot of people out with the furlough scheme. I was a recipient of the furlough. Some of the best days of my life, baby. <laughs> I just sat. I was paid by the government to play Warzone all day and drink beers. <laughs> but we've got to pay for that somehow, haven't we? Yes. All our chickens are coming home to roost, mm-hmm. and there ain't much fucking room in the hen house. So tax these billionaires, Richard Ratcliffe. You're getting taxed yeah. two billion. James Dyson, you're another two billion. I think they should perhaps... Two billion on all these people, mate. Oh, mate, public funding through the roof, baby. This might be a crazy thing to think, but it might stir some conversation. Do you think that if the country was more nationalistic, that we could convince these billionaires to do some philanthropy for the nation? <laughs> Like, make it... You know, like, we've got the OBEs. I don't think so, no. We'll create a new medal. I don't think we'll so. We'll put statues up for them. Shall I tell you why? Well, because some fucking little hippies they will have tear to, it down. They have to years. be forced to do things, right? Mm. So, and again, I know Warren Buffett's American, it's the same thing. So, he's secretary, saying his, he pays more income tax than his secretary, right? Mm. Well, then why don't you pay your secretary... More money. 200000 a year. Right. Mm. If you're that, if you know, if you're that, you know, you can solve these issues yourself, but yeah. because they're not forced to, they don't do it. So true. But I suppose if you're first in a race, you're not going to hold the other, the second place's hand and help them cross the finish line, are you? No, no, I, I, I do agree with that. Yeah, it's all all competition, and I believe in capitalism in that way. Mm. But that's why I'm a, like lib down. That's why I'm down the middle of the line because I believe in. Catalyst, but I think you should have more government inter- inter- intervention mm. to solve market failures. Yeah, market inequalities, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, it's crazy. The world is definitely going through a period of transition, but I think at the end of it, it'll be humbling for people to realise that this global community that millennials seem to take for granted is actually fucking febrile <laughs> and it's on the edge constantly and all it takes is one fucking dude to do something stupid like crash a boat in the Suez Canal <laughs> or, <laughs> or fucking eat a bat or invade Ukraine and the whole fucking world comes to a halt not a halt but suffers some serious serious turmoil well, I think governments are to blame though in some respects, because why on earth were so in the 1980s had the oil crisis, right? Mm. And that meant a lot of countries after the oil crisis wean themselves off oil as an energy method. So mm. like, fuck, we're not having that up again. They didn't learn their lesson, did they? Because then they're like, oh no, we we'll, we we'll know we'll rely on gas. We'll build gas pipes straight from Russia mm. to Germany, right? <laughs> all well knowing what. Putin's like and what Russia are like and, and then you're sitting there thinking you're fucking an idiot mate like why did you ever do that that was stupid like the CIA had been telling them for ages about not relying on Russian gas mm. but again I guess it's a it's, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place in some ways but you would have thought from the 1980s oil crisis that 
it would have been a good lesson learned that you shouldn't rely on other countries, especially for something as critical as energy. There is a school of thought that the Ukraine crisis is the West's fault. What, because they were... Stuff like that, because things like that, so they were so reliant on... Yeah, so Russia. on one hand, they're relying... Germany, majorly reliant on Russian gas. France, to a lesser extent, because they built nuclear power stations. Us, we are also laundering... London is yeah. Russian's <laughs> laundry bat. You know, Literally is. Giving diplomatic community to certain individuals, helping prop up these oligarchs. Yes, it helped us as well, but at the same time... Yeah, enabling certain behaviours, but then at the same time, inviting Eastern Bloc, Warsaw Pact countries into NATO, putting sanctions on the same people who you're laundering their money to and buying the gas from. It's ridiculous. It's like, here's some money. I'm going to take some money from this hand, but the money's going to go straight to my other hand and back again. It's like a fucking circle. (laughs) And it don't mean anything. China... Let's buy everything from China, but then we'll we'll tell them in the UN that they're silly geese. It's like, well, no, because we buy everything from China. We rely on loads of shit from China. And then people are stood there saying, oh, no, don't let the Chinese build our railways. It's like, yeah, but fucking they're listening to you on your fucking phone, can't You're you're on TikTok. Yeah. For a start. So they know everything what you're doing. You're playing Fortnite owned by Tencent, Epic Games, Mm, China, mm -hmm. Chinese company. Yeah. It is mental. Someone said to me the other day, like, as they were talking about Halloween decorate, that they, they bought these teeth, these vampire teeth you can glue in. Mm-hmm. I said, I wouldn't be gluing those in your mouth because they're probably knocked up in some sweatshop in China. You have fucking no idea what the glue's made of. It's not made in China. How do you know that? Because it didn't have a Chinese flag on it. Didn't buy it in a Chinese shop. I was like, you oh, fucking dumb. <laughs> Everything is made in China. <laughs> if it ain't made in China, it's made in Taiwan or Bangladesh yeah. or somewhere else that China <laughs> owns. So we've enabled all this behavior. And now all of a sudden, all I can think about is that Pikachu meme, you know, where he's like... <laughs> yeah, shock. <laughs> the shock. But, and this is going to be contrary to what I've just said about the energy... You know, put yourself in the position now of, of a leader, right? You're not at a point where you've got a infrastructure, your own infrastructure to infrastructure to create energy, right? You can say you're not going to use Russian gas. That means everybody in your country is going to have to pay more for energy. And you're going to be in the position you are now. What do you do? Well, because that's the score. And it's the same with buying stuff, right? Yeah. You can say, oh, we're not going to buy from China. But then the hit on that is that all your products are going to be more expensive. Yeah, and where do you get it from? It's difficult. This is the... I mean, I know myself because I sit here and with all this behind me, probably all made in China, you know? Yeah, definitely electronics, yeah. The rare earth elements that go into the electronics, the phone I have, the software. All... What monitors are they? Asus. That's an Asus. Asus. And that's a predator. What is an Asus a Chinese company or Taiwan? It's a Taiwanese company, isn't it? Mate, even if it's an American company, you bet yeah, your we, ass it's yeah, made the in China. Be in China. Yeah, like so, iPhones. iPhone yeah, exactly. Designed in California, made in China. As if that's any better. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. But so we trade these things, don't we, for comfort. I remember when Brexit, ha- when Brexit was going on, someone described 
been in the EU as no different from the Native Americans trading trinket, like, and get for guns and all that sort of stuff. And yes, it was good to begin with, but what it meant was that actually you become inferior and subservient to this your new master, basically. Some asshole in PMQs the other day said something about we want independence in Europe. It's like, and everyone fucking laughed at it. Some SMP. Any Scots listening, I'm sorry, but I fucking can't stand the SMP. <laughs> and it was just, it was paradoxical. Okay, so you want to be independent from the UK, but you want to be part of the EU. Now, I can, I, I'm not naive enough to realise that there are a lot of benefits to being in the EU. I completely get it. But you've got to take it. A, I suppose, a philosophical stance on it. I, I, that's personally my point of view. So, in terms of okay, well, being reliant on China, being reliant on Russia, you think, well, it's it's delayed gratification. It's that do I eat it all now and have nothing later, or do I suffer for years with nothing in the hopes that maybe my grandkids will have something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The West has become very complacent because we live a life of opulence and excess. You know, there's countries in Africa, I forget which one specifically, <laughs> but people live on less than $4 a month, which is why when you donate a pound, for example, or the British aid, which is something we can come on to in a minute, helps them massively because you know they live on you know but they're not there with two monitors and rgb and they haven't got an iphone they're not recording podcasts on road microphones and you know rory stewart on his podcast was in in kenya doing recording from kenya and they had to put the generator on to charge his laptop because the solar powers solar panels on the building couldn't charge it that's the kind of life they're living you know, but I'm sure one day Africa will be a rich and prosperous place in the future. But it's really shit for people now. And so I think because we've been spoiled by our comforts, by having the central heating, clean running water. If you want a 20 minute shower or a fucking fat bath every day, you can do it. And now all of a sudden that the squeeze is coming in saying, actually, I don't know if you can do that anymore. People losing their fucking minds and saying, well, the government should help us, the government should help us. But what do the government do now? Because now there is no fucking money in the pot and the ramifications of Brexit, COVID and the mini-budget. Not that the mini-budget was a massive detriment, but it was like the final nail in the coffin. If Labour won the next election... There is no money to do any of their plans and yeah, their manifesto. Tax, tax, tax the billionaires. Yeah, you can tax the billionaires, I suppose. But they're raising more, more money that way. But do you think the windfall tax, yeah, it might help. Well, that's, not, that's a different though, isn't it? Windfall taxes on the energy companies. And some of yeah. the energy companies shall... Didn't the show CEO come out and said, yeah, you know what, windfall tax would be all right, we'll take it on the chin. Yeah, well, possibly. And we should explore those avenues. And yes, we should perhaps... I don't know why they're so... Ob- Opposed to the windfall tax because it's not going to be something that's going to be there forever. It's going to be a short-term relief for maybe one, two, three years. Not going to state a windfall tax for the next twenty years forever. I think because people are worried that it's going to affect growth, so you might be able to. But they're growing anyway. 
Yeah, but the country economy yeah, is not growing. Yeah, but why, why would the windfall, windfall tax on energy companies prevent growth? Because they're worried. Because they're, 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 the, they're the only companies now growing. Yeah, I think... So you're only going to take a percent... That growth, instead of them growing by 80%, mm. they'll probably only grow by 60%, but it's still growth. I don't claim to know the answer. I imagine a lot of it has to do with lobbying. Yeah, 100% of it is with the lobbying. Um, but I think certain, I guess, free market capitalists, or perhaps that's not the right word, you'll, you'll know better than I, but I think they're worried that, and this was the, the aim of the mini budget, by lowering the tax for high earners, it would encourage more investment, which would create more jobs, trickle-down economics, is, I believe is what it's called, which to try and stimulate growth. Do you know what the biggest... Growth is such an odd concept. Do you know what the biggest inhibitor of growth is? No. Income inequality. Really? How come? Well, if you, if you had all those poor people mm. who suddenly were no, not working class, but they were middle class, they'll pay more income tax. Yeah. They'd buy more goods. Yeah. You'd earn more money. <laughs> yes. Having poor people... It's not good for the economy. No, it's not. It's dreadful for the economy. <laughs> yeah. They're not productive. Yeah. They're working unskilled work, jobs, mm. not getting paid a lot, so not paying much income tax. It's really bad, mate. <laughs> no, I agree. But what's the way out of that then? For me, the biggest problem with the UK is we have no real bar financial industry. Mm. We have no global leading industry outside of that whereas you look at america and yes it's a bigger country but they're massive like they've got they've got financial in some ways in new york they have california with tech and weapons weapons space pharmaceuticals pharmaceuticals <laughs> yeah pharmaceuticals <laughs> well what final world leading companies i suppose they're probably yeah and cars they're probably in america say with germany cars then you do, I think, pharmaceuticals quite quite big in Germany. True, but wealth in the inequality UK, we just... in America is worse than it is here. Yeah, yeah, and that's capitalism for you. Which Joe Biden had the gall to critique us the other day, and I think you, you have worse rates of homelessness, yeah. you have worse rates of inequality and poverty, drug addiction is rife, more so than in this country. So you're not really anyone to tell us yeah, what no, to yeah. do, Mr. Sleepy Joe. What do you think about another Scottish referendum? Because that would save us 10 billion quid yeah, if they left. Them, I think let them go, mate. doesn't impact the UK that much, I don't think, really. What, what did Scotland bring to the UK economy? The only concern would be... That Iron Brew would get more expensive. <laughs> Who owns the oil, oil in the North Sea? Where you does know, that come under? You know what, mate? I don't know. Because some people I speak to in the pub say, oh, they sold it to Norway. And other people say Scotland and other people reckon No, no, England it's not, it's not it. sold to Norway. Do you know the UK has some of the biggest oil reserves in Europe? More than Norway, I think, actually. Or, or second to Norway. How mad is that? Mate, where is it all? In the North Sea? Yeah, yeah. We need to send, start sending fucking kiddies down the coal mines again. <laughs> but we'll have LED headlamps this time, so it won't be so scary. How um, much that, though? So we could be, if we produce that oil, we could be a really, really wealthy nation. So I, I don't know what would happen if a referendum, who would that come under? I presume it would be part of England, to be honest. <laughs> well, England and Wales, and Northern Ireland. But apart from that, 
I don't think the Scots th- realise. Well, I say I don't think they realise. I don't live in Scotland, so I don't know the score. But they get free education. Yeah, and free prescriptions. Free prescriptions. So what happens when, you know, they go on their own and suddenly now they've got to pay for all of that because they can't sustain that? I checked out the figures and the Scotland cost the UK £10 billion more than they make for us. Yeah, and I can completely believe that. So I, when the referendum happened, I didn't want them to leave because as a patriot, I like the United Kingdom, right? <laughs> but recently, I started to think about it a bit deep, more deeply. And, you know, and the problems with Northern Ireland. And I think my, oh, grandparents, I'm sure, missed the British Empire. And, there, you know, there would be certain generations that were proud of the empire. And you think of it as this successful endeavour, which... In its own way, yes, it was shit for a lot of people, but as a, you know, I can't think of the right word, but as a endeavour or as a mission of a a nation, it was pretty impressive, really. But now, why would you want to bring back the British Empire? Because you realise that there are flaws to it, and that actually, although it was good for some people, it's not good for everybody. I thought, well, if... That's how the opinion of the Empire and the Commonwealth as well, the idea of the Commonwealth has shifted over time. And the idea of the United Kingdom, you know, maybe that's antiquated. Yeah, maybe. And if we want independence from Europe, then how is that any different from Scotland wanting independence from us? How is that any different from, you know, reuniting the island of Ireland? Yeah. There's that other little Klingon called Wales as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Joking Wales, I love you. I think they cost us, like you say, they cost more. I think they'd find it more beneficial, if I'm honest, if they were in the EU. Yeah, then with us. Yeah, they'd probably get more out of that. Just not working. (laughs) It's not you, it's it's us. (laughs) I think, yeah, they'd get more out of it. The only issue I've got is... Could they do it? So, like, Ireland do it, right? They survive, but they don't survive because they produce anything or their economies of any value outside of providing a tax haven to major yeah, corporations. Yeah, re- really low income tax. Yeah. Uh, cap- capital gains tax. No, corporate tax. Corporation tax, tax sorry, yeah. <laughs> so, Amazon EU, where's that? Ireland. Microsoft EU, where's that? Ireland. So, you know, they're making all these this money. Mm. Well, what happens when maybe the EU turn around and say one time, actually, we don't want tax havens because we don't believe in we think it, and what are they going to do there? Mm. Yeah, it's true. This is what I mean. Everything's so fragile, really. All these economies are fragile as fuck. Um, well, except from the largest ones. Yeah. So look at the US now. I know, you know, they're, they're recovering better than most. Yeah, they are. Because <laughs> it's just so big. Yeah, they've got a lot. Maybe we should take that back. Yeah, fucking, fucking right. Invade again, like 1812. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is our land, boys. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, but then you say, then the thing is, is like, well, is the economy the single most important thing? Because yes, the US has a massive, really impressive economy, but 
the happiness of their of the of the population mm. is probably pretty shit compared to other countries. Their income equality is great, greater than any other country in the world. Mm. I think Rates of poverty are maybe in, like for a first world country, a de- developed country, probably huge, probably yeah, the top. It's, it's pretty dire. Right so they there. have a fucking amazing economy, but what does that translate to? Yeah, it's good for some, not for everybody. I watched a video the other day. It was an argument against geographical deter- determinism. If you've heard of what that is, no. Basically, about how that geography is one of the most important factors of, of oh, the success. Oh, sorry, yeah. Like guns, germs, and steel. I'm not sure. Have you heard of that book? No. Okay, we'll talk about it after you've gone through it. It's basically saying his argument against it was that there are countries that share similar geography. Like I think one example was Palestine and Switzerland have similar geography, and yet Switzerland's very successful and Palestine is not. South America geographically should be the wealthiest places in the world, but it's not. It was talking about in Cambodia, the ancient city of Angkor Wat, that was mysteriously abandoned. And the this is an interesting little side note. Uh, Cambodian history was written on bits of leaves, and periodically it would be a religious ceremony to... Transle- transcribe the text from an old leaf to a new leaf because <laughs> uh, it would rot away <laughs> but there's like missing you know leaves someone followed the leaves in the wrong place <laughs> but he was saying that probably one of the biggest factors in the change was that once sea lanes like actual proper shipping being you know it was better to be closer to the sea than further inland But then at the same time, the Incas lived in mountains and they were more better than, you know, whatever. So the shifts in what happens in the world makes certain areas poorer. I suppose you can see that in Margaret Thatcher closing the coal mines. If that never had happened, it would definitely be closed today because people want green energy. So they would eventually they would have closed anyway. And that would eventually affected the economies in those areas, which affects the living standards for those people. So things fluctuate back and forth, and I do wonder if the UK have just found themselves in a position where they aren't producing the next best thing. They aren't going to be a big runner in the economy, and it's going to take time, the global economy, and it's going to take time for things to change. But then to answer your original question, I think that is why the economy is the most important thing, because it directly contributes to the prosperity of people's lives africa shit economy in most of africa if you look at the congo and rwanda i I forget is one of those i think it was the congo when they in the 1960 god i'm really sorry if i butcher this but i think it was the congo and i think it was in the 1960s they voted in a new president he nationalized all the industry, kicked out all the Western countries, then soon figured out that actually nobody could, and I guess this is what you're talking about, about foreign investment, nobody could run the factories, no one knew how the machines worked, the economy tanked, and now it's rife with poverty and civil war and general conflict. It's shit for them to live there. If their economy was better, it probably people's lives wouldn't be so bad. And I think the reason we don't have, you know, warlords and militias fighting skirmishes between counties, you know, 
You know what I mean? Like, can, you can't That's your wet dream, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Going invaded fucking Cheshire East, and, uh, Leeds, West Yorkshire, whatever it is that they, you know, those two battling each other over the resources. It just don't happen because people's lives are not so uncomfortable that they have to take up arms. It's the same in America. They've got loads of guns, but they're not fighting each other because relatively to the rest of the world, I mean, obviously loads of people are homeless and there are problems. Yeah, their desperation hasn't got to that level. Yeah, it's not got to that point where they're having to go raid their neighbour for some food. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, most people, even if they're poor, are still sat watching the telly. And I believe, I don't know if it's you told me, that not having a telly counts towards being poor poverty that's one of the factors Probably, they take into account maybe i don't know you know what i mean but they're not going around african villages and saying oh he's got you know nobody has tvs here you're poor they're poor because there's no fucking infrastructure and there's no doctors and there's no proper education if you think of a country as a living organism you know i suppose the government or the state is like the brain the economy is the, the heart and the blood. And the people are the, the muscles. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> They've all got to work in tandem. What do you reckon's wrong in the UK then? I think in the UK, we, for a capitalist country, we have a lot of socialist values, such as the NHS. And I think that obviously comes at a tremendous cost to the taxpayer. Not that I would want to give it up. Our education system is quite intense in terms of how long you have to stay in school, all the different subjects they want you to learn. But I think I read somewhere that the UK has, in Europe, has one of the worst literature levels, something like that. Mm, probably. It's really poor. But people take things for granted. Everyone speaks English. Why do I have to learn French? Why do I have to learn German? They all fucking speak English. Yeah. Why do I have to learn algebra? They should just teach us about taxes. So that's fucking... Just because Kanye West... Sorry. Ye. Just because ye said it. Don't mean that it's true. But again, because people just live this life of relative opulence. And so where a kid in Africa will travel five miles through a war zone to go to school, kids here think, oh, I don't need to go to school. I'd rather stand in the alley and smoke cigarettes <laughs> because there are plenty of safety nets everywhere. If you're not successful, there's welfare for you. Which again, I don't believe that we should get rid of welfare. I don't I don't agree with that argument because I don't think anybody aspires to live on the breadline or utilizing welfare. Doss house. <laughs> Because it's not a great life. No, it's not a great life, but it depends on how you... It's it, it survive, isn't it? It's just, it allows you to survive. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't... mean you can't. doesn't mean you can go on holiday. doesn't mean you can buy nice things. Mm. You may be able to afford one or two nice things. Like, some of them may have Sky, or some might get a nice car. Mm. But then it doesn't mean they can live a, a life of someone who's earning a decent wage. So I don't ever think people aspire to utilize the welfare state no i don't think, I think as people get older yeah especially they're like shit should have done this or should have done that do you know what i think the bigger problem is just think some people just don't have the skills don't have the intelligence and that's why i believe in the welfare state mm. precisely for that reason because 
number one, not everybody is able to work a high-paying job because mm-hmm. there's not loads of high-paying jobs. Number two, you have to have people work low-skilled work or else who's going to work it, mm. right? But then why should you be punished for doing that, taking that role on in society? Mm. Punished through minimum, not earning enough to live a relatively normal life. I see a lot of things on Reddit over the last couple of weeks say, and they're along the lines of why is get, getting up and working a nine to five for 40 hours a week and then coming home, having four hours to yourself and one hour of that is to get ready for the next day of work. Why is that the norm? I think because historically... The that's how it's always been. Like most people's lot in life has been pretty shit. Even in terms of relationships, for example, something as you know, in our society now, we think you have sex with people, you'll find a wife, you'll have a family. Historically, that's not the case. That's why most of our ancestors are women, not blokes, because not everybody had that. Most people, a lot of blokes never had a wife, never had a long-term relationship. They worked in a field for a feudal lord, and then that was it, and then they just died. Whereas now, I think because we perceive ourselves to be in the future because we're so advanced compared to things gone by, it's hard to separate yourself from the actual functioning of society, which is to go and work and earn a living. At what point does that, is that going to change? Because it's not changed for the last hundred years. The jobs we do may have changed. And the things we can buy with those jobs are different. But on average, our wages are worth less than people in the 1970s wages. Even though we get paid more. So, is it a peak and a trough? And each time it peaks, it gets a little bit better. Yeah, I think there's 100% that. There's a book written somewhere, and I always quote it when I talk to my sister, that it just, it's just a book of charts and statistics. And it's showing you all the metrics on everything, like infant deaths, mm. life expectancy, people dying from curable illnesses. And everything's always going better everything's always improving mm. but you never like for example the stock market or you know a growth of an economy you have recessions and growth periods so if you look at it on a micro scale you might be in a recession and only see it falling if you zoomed out at that over a five-year period you'll see the graph is always increasing mm. i think that's the same for society's advan- advancements like Whereas my sister would argue, no, we're going backwards. I always argue, well, we're just sitting in a sort of loo at the minute and then we'll go back upwards Yeah, at some point. And each time we're higher than before. Yeah, you always go in. It was the trending is always, it's always trending upwards. Do you if you look at it within a year or two, it may look like you've gone down. If you zoom out, mate, you just have to go back to the 60s, mm. people living in the 60s. Would you rather live now here in 2022 or in the 60s? I'd rather live in 2022. It's a fucking way better life. Yeah. We've had access to a lot better stuff. Education system's better compared to those. I have access to a lot more. And so think about in another 
40 years what life would be like. Probably people looking back at 2022 thinking, fuck, I wish I weren't there. How did they live like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how it goes. So, and, you... I think, and that's why when people say like, oh, they kick off like, the times are hard now, but how hard are they actually? Relative to what they could be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. People might look in, like we look at COVID times. And now I sit back and COVID's over and I think, was it actually that hard? No, it wasn't really. Not really. It was two years of not going out, but people are so people are always like, oh, it was detrimental to you know some kids, and it's detrimental to this. But really, was it really? Because mm. those kids are fine now, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. It's not like we were climbing out of trenches. Yeah, literally choking on chlorine gas. Yeah. Do you, Do you think it is the the times of strife? Do you think they're essential? to the proper growth and advancement. Maybe, yeah. Do you think that know. human society just... Do you think that I if think things were fine, it would just be complacent and it would just plateau? But do you think it's these times where times are hard, people find a way out of it, and that makes society better each time? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I actually... I no? don't think people learn that many lessons from it. Or taking things into, I don't, I think in 10 years time, not many people are going to think, look back and think that was a really hard, like some people will think, oh, that's a really hard time in life, but society as a whole, mm. will it be in the history books? Look at 2008, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I always think about the 2008 <laughs> crisis and how that gets put in the history books as like something that was like massive, mm. right? It was it was worse than the Great Depression. But when I think back at it, and obviously I was only young, so I, I didn't have a mortgage, I didn't have a, a job or anything, but my mum was a single parent. And if I spoke to her about it, she'd probably think, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that hard. Yeah, we weren't trekking across the state trying to find a farm job, to yeah. work on. Literally. <laughs> it didn't really impact me that much. Mm. And then... You wonder who did it really have a biggest impact on? And there's some people in our school, I think it did have an impact on. There's one girl, and I think it was around 2008, where her dad couldn't pay the mortgage. He'd lost his job, I think. And then they couldn't buy a house after that because he had such a bad credit mm. and that's a rent. So in some ways that, that impacted those people. When I think about, and maybe it's just because we live in a privileged place, when I think about all the people I know in the, my micro-society we live in, how many people really negatively impacted by 2008 crisis? Probably not a fat lot. But maybe more people were impacted by austerity, but mm. how big of that impact that was that? When people say people have died from austerity... Maybe it's just because I don't live in places like Redcar mm. where you've got no opportunities and we live in quite a wealthy area. But I don't think it affected, yeah. I don't look at, I, don't, I certainly don't look back at the recession in 2008 and think, fuck me, mate. That was, that was a really so tough time for my mum. Yeah. I mean, my, my dad was affected by it because him and my stepmom worked in the banking industry. Yeah. And so they bought a gaff that needed renovate it was like a you know buy a cheap house turn it into a dank house mm -hmm. they spent loads of money on it and it was it was a shithole to begin with 
Yeah, you know I mean, everything needed it. So anyway, they bought this house, did it up. You know, the kitchen had like this nice marble flooring. There was a breakfast bar. They built a deck in. They had the, is it Juliet when, you know, where the upstairs had like bedroom had like almost like a, it wasn't a balcony, but it had like double doors to open. Sick. Like it was dank. The financial crisis happened. All the money they'd pumped into it. They lost a load of money on it. They had to move out, live in a, they had to rent a small two bedroom flat. Because they had to sell the house? Yeah. Because they couldn't afford the mortgage? They couldn't afford, yeah. They'd Why couldn't they afford the mortgage? I don't know the ins and outs of it, what happened. Because I was, because uh, they were still working, right? Yeah, they're still working, but like they had to, their jobs were, you know, they had to find new jobs. Basically, my dad's a contractor; he was a financial advisor, and obviously those those guys pretty much had to go find <laughs> new jobs because you couldn't give proper, you couldn't give, you know, cowboy financial advice anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to start working in contract. You know, to you know, the jobs changed, the amount of money you had changed. They had to move out. And so what they did was they moved into a small flat and then they bought a house, did improve, DIY improvements to it, sold it for a bit more than they bought it for, moved back into a flat. They must have gone through about 10 gaffes, mate. Fucking hell, man. Yeah. And then now they live in their, I assume their dream home because it's a fucking firehouse. So it affected them. I saw it as an inconvenience because one time we're in a dank house. Next, there's six <laughs> kids fucking sleeping in one bedroom. Yeah, fuck You man. know what I mean? And but how, I wonder to help why them they move did house. that, though. Because that... I can't imagine. I wonder... It'd be interesting to know because their income hasn't decreased. I understand that they've not got job security. Mm. But why would they... Was it... I don't want to say selfish, but was it wanting more money? Why they kept on going between... Why couldn't they have just bought a standard four-bedroom gaff, for example? Because they're on that grind, baby. Exactly. So yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't like the, the 2008 crisis made them do that. Well, it made them lose money on the first house. I'm pretty sure they would have stayed in that house if it had been stable. But then, obviously, they lost loads of money on it. Yeah, but and why did, I don't understand why they... Like, if they, if they still had their jobs... Mm. Well, I think they had to. I think I think they had to move jobs. I think oh, they had right. to change jobs. Oh, okay. I mean, my dad worked for like Bradford and Bingley. That don't exist anymore. Yeah. Oh, okay. So didn't have job security. Probably. Yeah, because the whole the bank when you work in the banking world and the banking world shits the bed. I don't know the ins and outs. We have to get him on. But the point is that things were tough. But for me, it wasn't that bad because I still you know got to do stuff, <laughs> and it wasn't like they were living in like shitholes they mm. you know but they had the motivation to save capital in order to invest reinvest capital and then keep going and keep going until they managed to climb the property ladder basically yeah. even though they were throwing a fat curveball at the beginning but the point of all that story was that like it weren't that bad yeah when, well it must have been quite good if they could keep on buying gas yeah and flipping and them flipping them yeah but it, it took some sacrifice for them um, for obviously they're middle class so it's a different struggle to the working class i know mm. but it wasn't like i was going to go into some like massive camp where all the bankers were living because they've all lost their houses all around an oil drum warming their hands up like the great and, depression and it seemed like that was like almost a self-imposed sacrifice because yeah. if they didn't want to get on the gra- if they didn't want to just keep on making more money on houses, they could have just bought a standard gaff, waited five years. Yeah, they could. Yeah, save up the k- 
cash to restart again from what they did on the first Exactly. Out. Yeah, they could have done. They they deliberately chose that so they could get ahead of the game, I suppose. Yeah, get ahead of the game. So for me, I think, well, fair play to them because they were dealt a shit hand, but they learned to play with that hand and they moved on. So things weren't that bad because they managed to, you know, make the best of a bad situation. Mm. And so when people describe the 2008 crisis as worse than the Great Depression, it's like, well, maybe numerically things might have been worse Mm -hmm. on a spreadsheet, but the actual life of these people was no way as comparable as it was uh, 80 or so years ago. I agree. And so, but through that strife of the 2008 crisis, it made banks rethink what they were doing giving out mortgages left right and center was not a good idea and so yes it's harder for us to get a mortgage now but i guess mortgages are more secure yes it's you know people are stuck in this yeah spend more rent but the thing with that though is george there's always something that's going to go wrong in the banking sector or like or, or, or with financial instruments and stuff yeah exactly there's always a switch somewhere that People that are trying to do. Exploit. Yeah, I'm right. sure there's something being cooked up right yeah, now. Yeah, there will be. Yeah, it's going to fuck us. There's again. always a bubble, right? Yeah, there's always a bubble ready to burst at some point. Yeah, but this is what I mean. It's that peak in the trough. Yeah. Like things get bad, and when the going gets tough, the tough get going and flip houses. And then you know they go up a bit. Your life's a bit better than before. And then when it goes down, it's not as far down as it was previous. You're still climbing up. Mm. And so I think what's happening now, like. Everything's been catastrophized, I suppose, about the economy being dire, politics being dire, the war in Ukraine, which obviously is a catastrophe. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's inconsequential. Mm-hmm. But in 20 years' time, it'll be a distant memory and yeah. we'll be dealing with the next crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I think, like, boomers are always saying... <laughs> and I don't use boomers in a negative light. I, th- I use it as a term of affection. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we should use it negatively. You know, they keep saying, oh, but in our day, we dealt, dealt with this. And I can try and say to them, yeah, but our wages are comparatively worse less than your wages at the time, or this, this, and this. But they'll be like, yeah, but you're not going home when there's fucking ice on the windows inside and you're having to get hot coals to mm. warm your bed up. You know what I mean? Sharing a bath in front of a fire with your 12 other brothers yeah, and sisters. Yeah. We ain't doing that. So it's not going to be that bad. Yeah, exactly. And so for all the turmoil that's going on, I think we're going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I don't honestly, think people it'd be a, should a worry. massive catastrophe if suddenly the UK went from a developed country to a third world country, right? Yeah. Has that ever happened? No. I think so. No, it's not happened for... But I guess the... The concern is if we end up like Spain mm. or Greece or probably Italy for that factor of matter. I don't know how great their countries are to live in based on their economy. No, but now Italy's seen tremendous growth. Yeah. And they've got more stability in their politics and they had some rough years, but they've come out the other side of it. Yeah. And so for people listening to this podcast, I just want to get across that although things look bad and they are going to be bad, probably, you know, yeah, the chance, if you're our age, soon to be 27, you're probably not going to own a house for the next five or 10 years, but it's okay because one day you'll have a gaff. Wow. And does it really matter if you don't have a gaff? Yeah, exactly. Like There's nothing wrong with living with your mum. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's great. I quite like it. Yeah, I enjoy it. What else was Get I Get a couple say? dinners every week. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to do my washing. Washing, ironing. Just see the positives of it. You just have to readjust these societal milestones. Cut your cloth accordingly, I don't think, has to necessarily mean literally not buying certain things. Mm. I think it's just readjusting your attitude. Yeah. But what we've got to think of is, though, that we are talking from a position where we live with our parents and they are, at the moment, not struggling to pay a mor- like well, a mortgage. They own their own homes. Mm. We're not living somewhere up north in a really poverty-stricken area where rent is increasing, but your wages aren't increasing. Mm. And we're not living in an area where we're fighting, you know. My mum's not saying, oh, well, we can't have this today or else we won't eat. Mm. Or, sorry, we're going to have to start eating pot noodles and bread for the next 10 days because we can't afford to have full meals. Pot noodles are not an economical <laughs> uh, way to eat. But, you know, go go to the shop, buy a load of cheap mints and potatoes and some onions. And yeah. you can... But that's a shit life, though. Yeah, it's a shit. It is shit. Why should anybody have to live that life? Because times are hard. Yeah, I just... But they won't always be hard. No, they won't, but I don't think any... But the time, the bad times shouldn't be that bad. Yeah, but you've got to make sacrifices. But I don't think you should have to make sacrifices. But this is why we find ourselves in the problem we're in, because we're not willing to make sacrifices. Yeah, but I don't think people should be have to make... People should have a standard of life mm. that is at a level, a baseline. They shouldn't go below that. Yeah, true, true. And we should definitely do more to help these people or create, create an environment in which those people can help themselves would probably be better. But you just got to think, well, you're not a little kid in Somalia. Yeah, but it was all relative though, isn't it? Yes, yeah, exactly. It's relative. So just don't compare yourself to some middle-class guy in Kent. Just think, I'm not a Somalian. <laughs> <laughs> that's, ridic- <you're- laughs> that's ridiculous <laughs> that's what I think about sometimes I just think well you know things are hard and you know maybe I don't have this and I don't have that and you know I don't earn a tremendous amount of money are there things I could do different definitely I could get a quote unquote normal job and not tend a bar would you be depressed if you were one of these people who lived in a poverty stricken area where you were stressed constantly because you didn't know if you could eat you couldn't. You weren't. You, you, you talk about your mum worrying about the energy bills. Not worrying about your mum. Couldn't spend twenty five quid on a soap skin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would upset. <laughs> you couldn't. Play, you couldn't go on your computer because it was costing you too much energy. Couldn't have your RGB lights on. Well, hey it, man, when I was younger, I couldn't play online games between six and twelve yeah. o'clock. I had to make that sacrifice. That is shit. So would you I, make that sacrifice now? I did consider. I mean, they're talking about rolling blackouts, mate. I did consider buying a load of books. And a candle. And a candle. <laughs> yeah. Could you do it? Could you live like that for the next five, let's say this is going to last for three or four years, right? Could, could I do you, that? Would, would, yeah. Yeah, I could do that because I'd have to do that. What am I going to do about it? And to be honest, off, Yeah, but would you sit there and think, I wish the government would do more for people like me? Yeah, but I wish I didn't have a fucking Finlux telly in my bed, boy. I wish it was a 52-inch yeah, Sony, but, uh, but it's not. 
<laughs> and yeah. I'd be damned if I'm going to buy one because I can't afford yeah, one. Yeah, but you're not going to sit there thinking, oh, I wish the government should buy me a new fucking Sony TV. No, exactly. I'm but not. would you be, if you were struggling to feed yourself, would you think, oh, I wish I didn't have to rely on food banks to give a food? I know, but it, it's paradoxical, isn't it? Or not paradoxical, but there's this dis- cognitive dissonance about it. Like, if I think, right, if the government said, you're using too much electricity, you can't play games anymore, I would be pissed off. But what would I do instead? I'd read books, I'd probably go for a walk, I'd probably do exercise, but then what, I'd be better for it. Yeah, but... <laughs> right? But, In terms of food, okay... No, let's, let's look on the computer. Then, okay. but, well, then you, the government's told you to do that because you need to save money, right? Mm-hmm. But you make Billy... In the next county, he's sitting there playing Modern Warfare 2, living life. Mm. Do you not sit there and think, that's fucking bullshit? Mate, I fucking shared a room with my brother till I was 26, okay? I know about sacrifice. Because <laughs> we, yeah, we can afford to build why, just another why should I? Why should, why should you have to sacrifice your Modern Warfare 2 time, but Billy can fucking get to 55th prestige, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Just because you... Earn less than his parents, or he does. Because that's just, that's just the way the world is, mate. Like, nah, I, mate. I am one of these people I think you should have ex- a baseline. Accept. Everybody should be able to play Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> yeah, I know, but for me, for me, for me, this is a privilege to play Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't at, be a privilege. At 100 frames per second on a yeah, 120 that, yeah. hertz ultra-widescreen monitor. Okay, then. What's okay. It? okay. But the equally... What's the baseline? What do you think the baseline that everybody should have? The baseline, really, realistically... Don't say just food, drink. As long as you can have a shower, oh, you can flush mate, your shit no, away. No, that's not the baseline. Well, we'd, 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 that, that is not living a life for, for someone in a developed country. Right, okay. That's living a life for someone in a developing country. The baseline, for me... I've actually got quite a high baseline. Mm. I think everybody should have access to the internet, mm-hmm. a computer. I don't think everybody should have two monitors and a fucking 144 hertz, 360p monitor and P. ultra wide. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think everybody should have a fucking 3070 fucking graphics card. Yeah. Right? I think everybody should have access to a computer and internet to at least entertain themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? This is going to, this is going to kill you. I think everybody should be able to go on at least one holiday a year abroad. No, I yeah. disagree massively yeah. with that. Holidays. Or, or, or holiday in the UK. No. Everybody should have that. Leisure time. I, I, I have not been on holiday properly. I know we've been to Bournemouth. I know we've been to Western Supermare. Yeah, but this is your own fault. No, you because, could go no, on holiday. Because for me personally, ho- spending money on a holiday... Is not a necessity. Holiday is not a necessity, mate. And people who say, oh, I can't go abroad this no, but year. But I'm not talking about necessities. The baseline for, nece- yeah, but an, a, a baseline, a baseline for me is not a necessity, though. Yeah, but a baseline is a necessity. The baseline is necessary. a standard of living. Yeah, but I don't. So a standard think... of living for me in a developed country should. You, why it should be part of that is leisure time. You shouldn't have to work, 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 work. All you do is go to work, come home sit on your fat ass for four four hours (laughs) get up and go back to work on the weekend it's not afford to go anywhere because you don't have enough money all you can do is sit at home watch tv Mm. i don't think that is the baseline of a standard of living in a developed country 
what's the point in living then? The whole point, the whole point of of society getting more advanced and better mm. is that you have more leisure time. You don't have to put all your time and effort into just working. Mm. You should be able to play Modern Warfare too. <laughs> right. You okay. should be able to go on holiday okay. or so, utilize your leisure time however you want it instead of thinking, oh, I can't go. I'd love to. I'd love to do archery today. I can't afford it because I say it's archery or eating for next week. Mm. <laughs> right. Okay. But to me, that's insane, OJ. Whoa. Because the way I see it is, right. Okay. I've had a taste of the good life. And if I happen to think, okay, fucking hell, I'm not going to be able to taste that good life for another two years. I'm going to have to make some adjustments to my life so I can have it again in the future. Then well, so what happens if you never get that in the future? You never get that. Because some people never get that. They're, the baseline is below that already. Right. Mm. And they're at the point now where they are on the poverty line. So they weren't on the poverty line before, but their baseline was like going to work, working at mm. the weekends, eating, watching TV, can't afford to do anything, go back to work, right? That was their standard before. Now their standard is, I have to get another job. Now I'm working on the weekends. Now I'm doing this. I'm saying that everybody should be at the <laughs> higher baseline. b b baseline <laughs> Okay, so right, in this in this scenario, say, okay, we ain't got enough money to go to the pub. The pub's fucking closed anyway because they can't <laughs> afford to buy the beer anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? We can't play online with each other because we can't afford the electricity to power our yeah. dank PCs. Okay. <laughs> what me, you, and Lewis are going to do is we're probably just going to meet up and we're probably just going to chill out and talk to each other. Maybe we'll play board games. Maybe we'll brew our own beer. For a fraction of the price it costs to buy one. <laughs> and then that will be our hobby, brewing beer. Bootlegger. Mate, I've spoken to people in the pub who said that when times were tough in the 70s, they grew food in their garden and they brewed their own beer. And the neighbours used to George, get... George, you ain't growing fucking shit in your garden when times are tough. Mate, bro. I've grown tomatoes before. Yeah, but do you know, yeah, but do you know how tough it is to grow vegetables? It's fucking easy, mate. You know, you know, you, you know you've got to dig that back up. You know, it's not just you plant stuff and it grows. You've got to water it every day, and then once you've finished cultivating it, then you've got to dig that ground up, yeah, and turn it over. But it's really, a lot of hard work, mate. I know, but I enjoyed growing those tomatoes. Oh, it's fucking, mate! Growing tomatoes in a fucking grow bag's nothing to growing. Actually, yeah, no, I understand that, right? But cabbage in your lawn. Mate, I've watched videos on YouTube about growing vegetables in the case of disaster. It's easy as fuck. Have you? It's hard work. Have you ever been to an allotment and seen how much time and effort people put into allotments? Yeah, no, I understand it's a lot of time and effort. But in this scenario, when I've got loads of time on my hands because I'm not fucking playing Modern Warfare 2 and not showering for two days, I'll be out fucking digging because that's all we've got to do. (laughs) And yeah, it's going to be shit, but you just make the most of it. But I don't want to be living a life like that. I don't want to have to live a life where I have to I don't want to be living that life either. And I'm sure if you asked a Ukrainian fella... Would you rather be playing Modern Warfare 2? No, I can't because my bro- my dad and my brother are out in the fucking trenches. My mum's upset about it. Fucking, they've blown up the power station down the road and they've hacked my iPhone. <laughs> it's shit, but you just, you just deal with it. And then, yeah, it's shit, but you... F- the reason... The- but I don't think you should... Ukraine's a bit, little bit different. Yeah, because it's war. Yeah. But the but Ukrainians in- could... If the Ukrainians wanted to achieve this baseline that you're setting, they would have just said, yeah, okay, we surrender. You fucking do what you want to do. 
get rid of Lazensky, put your puppet government in, and we'll carry on with whatever happens. No, because they that. won't have the baseline then. They'll lose that baseline. Their baseline will be even worse. No, no worse than it would be if they weren't fighting a war. Yeah, that's true. You see, but, so they could but, have surrendered, but, but, but they'd rather have the hard times. They'd rather make the but sacrifices. But winning the war means their baseline would be higher. Yeah. But their baseline at the moment is shit, but it's that yeah. delayed gratification. This is what I'm saying. If it was a two, three-year period of things are going to be hard, these are the adjustments you're going to have to make. Instead of crying about it, you just have to accept it. Yeah, but in this scenario, it's a little bit different because their baseline is already way below. I'm talking their baseline needs to be raised. Yeah, and we'll get there. For, we? for the next hundred years. But, you know, I'm sure a lot of these people do have access to the internet, don't they? They probably have an iPhone. They probably I don't know, they mate. They probably have the ability to play Candy Crush if they want to. <laughs> now, they might not be able to afford the extra lives, but they can, they can still play it. Oh, you know, mate. so already it's, it's, it's high. Uh, we have to accept the fact that we live, we are privileged comparative to how bad it could be. And should things slip... But, but when you're living in a, a country like this, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be comparing yourself to... Somalia. Yeah. yeah. That's mental, mate. Yeah. That's fucking mental. We've, we, we, we consider ourselves way more advanced than that. Yeah. But then what happens if the people living... I'm not saying they're exactly the same. And going on a foreign holiday, mate. I'm sorry. Yeah, but that... uh, or holiday. It doesn't have to be a foreign holiday. It just needs to be a holiday in general. Do what I'm doing next week. Have a week off. Just chill out. Yeah, well, if people choose to do that, that's fine. But they they should have the choice. Yeah, they should be able to have the choice of what, what they can do. Yeah, but you know, they don't have to feel like they can't do anything because they can't afford it. Oh, but I do you know what I want to do? That's such a sad life. Yeah, but if it was up to me, OJ, tomorrow I'd be getting on a plane to Orlando. Are we going to Disneyland? Yeah, but you could do that. Building a lightsaber? No, I can't because I can't fucking afford that shit. Bro. Of course you can. Yeah, but okay. Well, I could spunk all the money I've put in my house to buy ISA. On the holiday, and I'd get back in a week's time. I'd be like, okay, I had a fun time. I went on all these sick rides, and I got Mickey Mouse's autograph. And I've also got this lightsaber. But I'm not delaying the gratification of thinking, well, if I save this money now, I can have a house in the future. The whole reason human society has advanced is because they set food aside for the winter. Instead of eating it all now and gorging <laughs> on it, they thought, okay, when times are You've tough. You've gone past that, mate. We've gone past that. Yeah, we've gone past that, but the principle's the same. That's why we save our money. That's why you've got fucking spreadsheet, can't. Yeah, no, I... But... So you can live within your means and live within your budget. Yeah, but my baseline... I'm, on the, I'm way above the baseline. Yeah, exactly. I'm way above the buttery biscuit baseline. Yeah, I'm I not these people who are fucking down there, mate. I want people to be living... On your level. Yeah, but not exactly yeah. my level. You don't want them on your level because you don't want them peasants no. in your office, do you? <laughs> no. Why don't we tax you more money if you got this money for foreign holidays? <laughs> fucking buying 800 yeah, quick bottles of vodka and Ibiza. Mate, I'll, you could have fed. Uh, you could have fed a whole council estate for the amount of money you spent in Ibiza. Mate, i tell you what. But you don't want to do it, do I'll you? save up and I'll, they can go and buy Ibiza on me next year. <laughs> One lucky fan, you heard it here first. One lucky listener is going to our beat. <laughs> I'm going to flood the uh, thing with my vote. <laughs> me, I want to go. Take me. Do, do, you, do you not think that people shouldn't be living depressive lives? <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. 
obviously, but people are depressed without. No, but do you know what I mean? I don't mean like, as in, like in the literal sense. Clinical depression. Yeah, like actual like depression. Do you think people should be living a life that is in like enjoyable? Like they always say, money doesn't make happy. Blah blah blah. Right. Mm. But I certainly reckon if some of these people who are really, really poor people would definitely love to be in a in a position of a middle class person. No, I agree completely. Like, I, I, so I've, why should they have to live a life like that? Just I, I, alluding back to the argument made earlier, just because they have to work a job that's low paying. No, why I, shouldn't they be able to go on holiday mm. because they have to work a job that someone needs to do? Yeah, but hey, listen, I'm a massive proponent as we spoke about multiple times before, of getting fucking robots to do all this bullshit. Yeah. So we can have universal basic income and we yeah. can live in a socialist utopia. Yeah, yeah. But we ain't there yet. Sadly. We could, we could do some certain... We could, we could raise the baseline. <laughs> we could raise the baseline, yes, we could. And the baseline uh, vote, will be raised... Uh, vote OJ 2024, <laughs> raising the baseline. <laughs> <laughs> but it's how you raise that baseline. That's the difficulty. And over the next five years... You know, until my crypto goes up, it's shit. But one day it will go up, yeah. I hope. And, and you talk about making sacrifices, and I agree with making sacrifices. But there's certain points that you're going to get to where you are making sacrifices you shouldn't have to do in a developed country. A middle-class person cancelling their Netflix subscription is fucking fine, right? Someone in a poor county having to bin off their fifth, fifth holiday. Now, <laughs> having to bin off sham, not champagne, shampoo, conditioner, mm. soap is too far, mate. That is too far, yeah. It's a step too far. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's the baseline. They should be. They shouldn't have to be sacrificing their one abroad a holiday a year. But I just don't understand how... Well, no, I think that the, the one holiday abroad thing, I think, is unnecessary. You don't need to go on holiday abroad. Okay, just a ho- on holiday then, not abroad. That's just... Anyway, even in the UK. That's just Thomas Cook when you need to go fly to on airplanes. Yeah, go, yeah. But some people can't afford people, to do that. Well, then I don't know what they do. Sit at home, Put bored. a tent in the garden. Yeah, oh, mate, no. Spend time with your family. Yeah, you could do that in Butlins. Yeah. In Skeg Vegas, baby. But I wouldn't go to Butlins. Yeah, I know, but you could go anywhere, couldn't you? I wouldn't you? go to Skeg Ness, no. You'd go anywhere. But that ain't my I'm, I'm telling you, you've got a token. You can go, you can use it on whatever. How much do you reckon you'd need? Right, <laughs> you get given a grand to go on. You get a holiday grant. Uh, a grand. Do you not think that what we're talking about, though, like, about people should have a holiday, people should have a car, people should have this, 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 this baseline, do you not think that we're just actually, in a roundabout way, supporting installing a nationalist socialist regime? <laughs> because that's exactly what Adolf Hitler nah, wanted. No, nah, no. Nah, There's a baseline for everybody. Yeah. So do you nah, think nah, nah, that we should have a totalitarian state where we practice... I because think I think it's a bit different. It's a bit different to that. Ataki, A-U-T-A-R-K-Y, whereas the, the state, the one nation, provides everything. So we rely less on export. We do everything that, in-house. And everybody comes down to the same level. No, because I'm not saying that 
the cleaner should be earning the same amount as the CEO. No, but I'm maybe not saying the CEO the... should earn the same amount as a cleaner. No, and I'm not saying <laughs> that the cleaner should be living the same life as the CEO. Mm. But I'm saying the cleaner's baseline of a life needs to be at a certain standard. What do you think about a kibbutz? What's a kibbutz? I've heard that before. Yeah, <laughs> a kibbutz is like a communal community in Israel where they all live in the same, like, camp. I don't know what they produce. I don't know if they produce anything. They must produce something. But, like, every they work as a community, so, like, childcare is shared, education is shared, healthcare is shared. Those people live happy lives. So would you go and say, well, you don't nah, have a family? No, no, I don't like that. Board. I don't like that. Because you can't advance as a society in that, in that environment. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You have to have competition. Mm. You have to have selfishness yeah. in society. That's just, that's just, for me, some people don't believe that. My sister wouldn't believe that. They think, nah, that's just being selfish is like the worst human trait that is. Mm. And that's what's wrong with the world. But my argument is, well, you wouldn't have the iPhone you're using. You wouldn't have the computer you're using. Yeah, I, I always like, I'm always like to my sister, well, you know what, stop using your iPad then. Mm. And stop using Netflix. Even who wants to live in a world like that, you wouldn't have those things. Right? Yeah. I'm not saying that. And I don't, and I'm all, all, like I said, I, I don't believe everybody should be living the exact same life. I don't think people should be sharing like that in a, in a communal because it just, it's just not conducive to advancing society, mm. living in a world like that. But everybody, some, the, the, there should be, a, like I said, a standard, a level that everybody should meet. Mm. But if, if you could achieve that standard, that baseline. The booty biscuit <laughs> baseline. If you could achieve that baseline whilst sacrificing potential advancement. Yeah, this which is a is tough better, one. Which yeah, is this better. is a tough one. Honestly, genuinely, that is such a tough one. How much are we sacrificing? Because if we never advanced, the baseline would never change. Yeah, that's true. And people would be content with yeah, what they have. That's true. But we always want more. And, and Ryan, the, a philosopher, argued, not that I necessarily agree with her politics or her philosophy, um, but she said that being selfish is a human virtue because you should look after yourself because that is a good thing because you're programmed to, to, mm -hmm. for survival. Yeah, yeah. I think whether that, whether that selfishness has to be at a detriment to other people and I, I do find that, I, you know, it is quite perverse how you can have these, as we've just looked a moment ago, to my dismay, $216 billion, whilst people can't afford to put shoes on their kids' feet. Mm. How many people are in poverty in this country? I would like to know. How many, pe how many people are under the, well. under the baseline? You know, I don't know. You, People keep saying to me, the boomers keep saying, cut your cloth accordingly, you know, make sacrifices here, make sacrifices there. I mean, but I think it's easy for boomers to say because they inherited one of the healthiest economies in the world. And they, yes, they had to work hard and they had to make sacrifices, but they were a, the, <laughs> the prize at the end was so much greater than the potential prize that we're going to receive. But and also, yeah, and so when they say they make the sacrifices, I always think back to my grandma and granddad mm. and 
they made tremendous sacrifices. They lived on a bus converted mm. to a house because they couldn't afford a, a house. They had to do ridiculous things to get by. They never went on holiday. Mm. They never had a car. They never had to do this. And they lived this life of like in I guess, quote-unquote, poverty, mm. even though they probably didn't see it like that. And I always, always, when we discuss it, I'm always like, but why should any family have to live through that? Mm. Why should you have to sacrifice to live on a bus to survive? Yeah. Should you not have a house? <laughs> yeah. Right? So yeah. when they, they say, oh, cut your cloth accordingly, but why should you have to, and exactly why should you have to make that sacrifice when there's someone in this world who's got 215 billion? Mm. Oh, it's multiple people like that who could maybe utilise that wealth they have to help out those people who are having to make in those sacrifices. So... And they're not... Uh, yeah. Would, if the... The sacrifice should be our Netflix subscription or not. Not I'm paying my car tax. Yeah, yeah. Not being able to afford for my TV license getting thrown in prison for it. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. You scrap the TV license. Yeah. That would help people. That would save people 120 yeah. quid a year. If you could make, if you could strike a deal with the top 1% and say you guys are now responsible for the well-being of the bottom 1%. Yeah. Oh, that would be mega, wouldn't it? But then what do you do if you're in the 2%? Yeah, where's the cut-off line? It's like, okay, well, now they're the That's what I'm saying, but that's where the Brutty Biscuit baseline comes in, mate. So you've set the baseline. And be like, let's everyone achieve this. Everybody's got to get to this level. Mm, I agree. I do agree. And then, and then yeah, sorry if, if you're already over that baseline, but I'm saying that this baseline is enough for you to live a good life, right? Do you think if you went around these poor places... And asked them what their baseline is. Do you not think they would look at you and think, Tory Skirm, your baseline is massive compared to what their baselines would be? Do you not think these people have a more. Do you think their baseline would be lower? I think their baseline would definitely be lower in their head than it is in your head. What? If you spoke. Because my baseline is lower than yours is, for example. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And the discrepancy in how much we earn is probably like at least 10 grand. So. So if I ask somebody what, even if poorer you than me... But let's not think of it in the baseline. What if you said to them, <laughs> what would you need in your life for you to live a good life? Mm. What would you need now to make you happier in your life? And it is all relative, to be fair. Mm. Because, like you said, going on holiday, not everybody thinks that's something that, I didn't, that would make their life any better. Mm. They might say, I want more books. Yeah. So then I wonder how you would deal with that. But that's where universal basic income would come in. Yeah. You give people true. all that money to do what they want with it. Mm. Yeah, and they can buy what they want. Yeah. Can we just fucking call, call the episode out? We've been going for two and a half hours. Fucking really? Yeah. What time? Let me check my it's 90 like pound clock. 20. Fucking hours. It's quarter past nine. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cheers. Cancel your Netflix subscriptions. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.